Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage. People don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. Well, are you ready for the eighth episode in our fifth season yes i am it's flying by it is eight episodes already this is awesome wow let's go today's topic is fruit of the spirit yes it is would you please give us some background on this topic so season five has been dubbed the god's will season one thing we'll unpack as we go maybe this is obvious is how God accomplishes his will. Now, here's one clue. Everything God does happens by and through his spirit. A clue. It is a clue. A clue. As to how God accomplishes his will. So today we're going to cover an overview of the nine fruits of the spirit in an effort to better measure the work of the Holy Spirit. And by by implication, better be able to measure when a person is taking direction from the Holy Spirit. And then also when they're limiting the Holy Spirit and God's will. One of the benefits of having a measure for when I'm taking direction from the Holy Spirit is also when I'm not doing those things or when I'm doing the opposite of those things, it can also show me how I could be hindering him. Well, that's not as fun though. That is not as fun. (laughs) But maybe it is long-term. Yeah. Well, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 have this list. And so I'll just go through this for the, the background here. This is what we're talking about is, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. That is the famous list of the fruit of the Spirit. Excellent. So my first question, fruit or fruits of the Spirit? What do we, what do you, what I, I, I sometimes hear fruit, I sometimes hear fruits. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think you just set me up to explain really big picture what the conflict of this this issue in the church is okay well let me then let me ask you okay cool how have people been hurt by this in the church so apparently i'm already going towards the the disunity that's been caused so i'd love to hear you know about how the church has handled this issue yeah, so people spend more time arguing over whether it's fruit or fruits. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Than trying to figure out what these fruit re- fruits really mean. Or they just assume that being a Christian means they are exhibiting these behaviors. And they don't realize that this is a measure of how much they are helping or hindering God's will. But I'd say this fruit or fruits, I'd say you could use either depending on whether or not you're talking about one or all of them. That's as simple as it gets for us. Nice. So when this topic gets brought up, there's we've seen in what the flock that a strict side and a loose side forms. So 
Let's talk about the strict side first. What is the strict side's perspective on the fruit of the spirit? The strict side is, you know, it's very tailored to this discipline effort side of the argument. So what it does is it takes the list of fruits and it merely tells people, do these behaviors. Mm. Instead of, you know, instead of focusing on what the cause of these behaviors are, it just says, do these. Love, be patient, be faithful, do this, do this, do this. How do they support that perspective with the Bible? Well, I can take the list that I just read, Galatians 20, you know, Galatians 5, starting with verse 22 and go through that entire verse again. The fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Well, that's great. What an awesome list. We agree. What mm-hmm. it says there is really spectacular. It is. But on this side, the, the issue is it comes down to focusing on just what the Bible says without helping people understand the how and the why. And then the way I can rationalize and feel good about myself when I'm doing this is recognizing if I have successfully accomplished doing any one of these behaviors, I can say, well, then I must have the causes. But that is flipping causality because we know just because someone is joyful doesn't necessarily mean it came from the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's like saying, so I experienced peace and I'm a believer in Jesus and I had this one moment or I have this moment where I experienced peace. I must have the fruit of the The Spirit. Yeah, yeah. It must be because I'm taking direction from the Holy Spirit. So that is a flipping of the principle of causality, which we covered earlier this year. That would be abusing that tool that helps us determine truth. The point of these these behaviors is that they are the fruit of the spirit. Now, so that's that's the context. We have a cause, spirit, and then we have effect, which is all these fruits. Nice. So how would you handle an interaction with someone who held the strict perspective? Because Pastor Joel, I know from personal experience that you do not hold the strict perspective. Right. Yeah. So what I, thank you. What I would say, (laughs) (laughs) I feel known. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What I would say is, well, if you're meant to just do these fruits or these behaviors, then where does the Holy Spirit come in? Nice. So that just cuts right to the core of what's the cause of these fruits in your life. Nice. Then here's another question. What about grace or truth or right and just? Why aren't these fruits or why aren't these listed as fruits of the spirit? And you're just going to throw that out there? Just throwing it out there. Just sitting on that one for a while. So anyways, (laughs) you want to continue? (laughs) Not really. I'd like to do a deep dive on that, but I will continue. I just want to summarize the strict perspective before we continue. So what the strict side does is they take the list of the fruits from Galatians 5, and they just tell people to do them. Do these, you know, love, you know, have joy. Do do these things. Have peace. Be patient. Yeah. 
And then they flip causality because if they experience a moment of this, then it must mean that this is from the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Even if I have a moment, even if I'm kind for one moment, I use that as a justification yeah. for why I why I am filled with the spirit or why I have the Holy Spirit's fruit. Yes. Okay. And therefore, when you do that, the strict side is actually hindering the Holy Spirit and God's will. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because the cause must need to be the Holy Spirit. Right. Not the not this list. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. No one's saying you can't do these behaviors on your own in your own effort. The point Paul's making is when you take direction from the Holy Spirit, here are some measures you can look for as to how well you're doing so. Well, before we continue, let's take a call. Oh, yes. From Crawley, Louisiana. Nice. This is Pastor Rich. Go ahead, Pastor Rich. You're on the line. Oh, uh, yeah. Hello, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Joel. Uh, the answer I was given growing up was, you know, don't worry about whether I'm doing the fruits of the spirit. Worry about yourself. Uh, it upset me then, but I prefer it now over what I'm experiencing. What does uh, does this have to do with Drew? And I thought he was doing great since he went through the restoration process. Oh well, yeah, Drew. Drew was doing great. It's it's his friends. Uh, they're not doing great, and rather than just keep to themselves, they're attacking Drew. And and uh, yeah, even me. Well, that sucks. What are they doing? Well, you know they they keep calling him Andy. They're trying to say the restoration program is Christian. They have been telling everyone the word restoration isn't in the King James Bible. Yep. When people can't deny the growth Drew experienced, they attack the source. Remember, we saw that this is called ad hominem, which means to the man. Really, what this is all about is a logical fallacy that professional people know invalidates their point. So these friends, friends, quote, friends, are avoiding talking about Drew's growth or their lack of growth and distracting everyone from these things by attacking Drew and by attacking you, Pastor Rich. Yeah, well, yeah. Quote friends, I like that. Well, honestly, Pastor Joel, I, I I don't know what to do. Drew's friends won't listen to reason, but I feel like it's my fault. While I, I fully intended this church to be about the truth of God's will, I've learned from your program that we are in the loose half of what y'all call the conjunctive. Well, it may be hard, but simplest and most powerful thing to do here is just to admit you were wrong you know confess and repent yeah but i don't want to let these people down they are obviously fragile well you know i i appreciate you both for listening to me even, even though my dad may not say it 
I know this is his favorite podcast. God bless you both. Uh, wow. I think I'm going to reach out to Pastor Rich once we get off the air. Pastor Joel, this sucks. This is so rough to hear. Yeah, it looks like Drew was an unconscious confrontation to those on the loose side of the argument. Mm -hmm. And they sound so unsettled that they can't even explain their issue. None of what we're hearing about Drew's, quote, friends is behavior that's in line with the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, man. Well, we feel for you, Pastor Rich. Look forward to just just to let you know, be ready for my call. Yeah. All right, Pastor Joel, let's go to the loose side of the argument, to the other side. What's the loose side? Yeah, the loose side just doesn't want, they want to buck responsibility because they're trying to avoid the the icky feelings that come along with tension. So this side would believe that being a Christian means I'm born of the spirit and therefore the life I'm living is one of fruit of the Holy Spirit. In other words, like we've said many times on this side of the argument, it's this idea of, well, I'm a Christian, therefore I'm good. I'm saved, therefore I'm good. Mm -hmm. God loves me, therefore I'm good. And now with the fruit of the Spirit, they support this mentality by thinking, if I do one fruit one time, then I have it. Mm. For example, they can point to one time that they loved someone. Be like, see, I'm a lover. Again, what we see is, you know, both, both sides of the argument end up going to this focus on the effect and not the cause for different reasons, the the strict side is trying to effort their way into feeling good about the work they're doing. And the loose side is just trying to feel good, period, and trying to remove the tension and responsibility from their life. Gotcha. So it's like the strict side is basically saying, do them, do this list, do them more, do them all the time, just keep doing them do this list, do it, do it, do it, do it more quantity, quantity, effort, effort, effort. Yeah. And the loose side is going, I did it one time. I got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. How have been, how have people been hurt by the perspective of the loose side? Well, people think they're growing in the Holy spirit when they aren't and they aren't even trying to grow. You know, this once was enough mentality when it comes down to how often and how well we hear from God and take direction from him is, I mean, that is a driver we should be growing in. Not, it's not a hurdle we do once and then we're, then we're good. Nice. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the loose perspective? Some whopper of some questions I could ask, how has your life changed since you became a believer? Mm. How have you grown in each of these fruits? And what is your definition of love, of peace, et cetera, et cetera? You go down the line and ask them their definition of each of them. Those are some questions that ought to help these people. If they want to grow and they're on this loose side trying to get better, these questions ought to bring them the tension they need to embrace to start helping their thought process move more into the human side of things. Well, that's the strict side. That's the loose side. When you see this going on 
in the church, Pastor Joel. What are your thoughts? I see three different categories of people as it relates to the fruit of the spirit. There's the group I feel sorry for. These are people who are enabled to believe that merely being a Christian means you're in a state of Holy Spirit fruit and justifying it by pointing to one time that that any one of these fruits was exhibited. And I also feel sorry for those who enabled others into thinking and professing themselves as Christians is good enough. So it's, you know, feeling bad for the people who are deceived and for the deceivers because the justice coming against them is going to be a painful road to go down. There's the people I understand why they do what they do. These are people who leave the church and are frustrated when they ask questions about these behaviors and are met with just do them as an answer. Or the people who are trying to understand the fruit of the spirit and the answer is more focused on the semantics of whether or not that word fruit should be plural or not. That's not the point, people. These people get frustrated over those answers because those answers end up hurting them more. Mm. It's no wonder these people leave the church due to not getting the answers that the church and the and these religious authorities are meant to provide. And then there's the people I'm impressed with. These are the people who are taking direction from the Holy Spirit more over time and are able to measure their growth in this area and in each of the areas of all the fruits listed. Nice. What is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer, the fruit of the spirit is the progression of the fruits is a progression of God's power. So the list starts with the most powerful of the fruits, love, and progresses backwards to the easiest for a person to adhere to self-control. So the purpose of this list is to help you grow in limiting God's will less. God's power is available. We're the ones who block it. And one of the ways we can see how much we're blocking or how much we're allowing to flow through us is through this list of fruits. How many of them are actually being exhibited in my life when I'm taking direction from the Holy Spirit? So the measures of how much a person limits God's will are the fruits of the Spirit. That's really the ultimate answer is really the fruit of the Spirit is a measure for how much of God's power a person is allowing or limiting in their life. Nice. So you want some tips for applying this topic? I'd love some tips. Here's kind of how we can use this as a diagnostic tool for how much power we're allowing of God to work through us. Cool. So for example, if someone came to you and was having a hard time loving someone else, we can look at, you know, we could ask them, well, do you know what love is, right? Start there. And they're like, no, I'm having a hard time loving. I know what love is, but I'm having a hard time giving without expecting. What we do is we take Paul's list and we go to the previous fruit because the, the progression, the order is important. 
So in this case, we would go back to the fruit of joy. And we could ask this person who's having a hard time loving another person, have you or do you look for ways to give this person energy, which Hmm. is in line with what joy is? Hmm. Now, if they say, yeah, that's the thing I'm struggling with, it's like, okay, well, then work on this fruit. And then once you progress and are able to grow in this fruit, it'll help you get to being able to love that other person, essentially being able to energize this person and not expect anything in return. But if they say, no, you know what? No, Pastor Jonathan, I'm not looking for ways to give this person energy. You continue to go down the line, the preceding fruit, and you wait until you run into the fruit that that person is struggling with. So it's a diagnostic tool of how much I'm actually allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through me towards another person. So if they say, no, I'm not, I'm also not exhibiting joy towards this person the next question would look to peace and i could ask do you look for areas to agree with this person are you trying to grow an agreement with them if they say no go to patience are you looking to forgive this person no go to kindness do you keep your word and your commitments to this person and with this person The next one back, goodness. Do you look to make their life or situation better? To faithfulness, do you take action without seeing the causes and effects? To meekness, do you admit your weaknesses to them? Are you humble? And lastly, we could look at self-control and ask, are you able to control yourself around them? So what you're essentially doing is you're going back, you're using this this entire list is a diagnostic tool to try to really find not only how I'm taking direction from God in general, but when I'm having a hard time interacting with another person or another group of people, I can use this list the way I just went through it from love to self-control to find what is the area that I'm struggling with that's causing me to hinder the Holy Spirit working at full capacity towards this person. And then once you find that area, you work on that area and then continue to progress back towards love. Nice. Now, I want to conclude on a thing here. Earlier when we were talking about the strict side, I asked a question about why grace, truth, right, and just are not in this list of fruits of the spirit. Oh, we're going to, you're going to answer that. Yes. Oh, good. I can sleep tonight. Yeah. So these, this list that Paul gave, wasn't just the list of good behaviors for a person to do. The context is these are the fruits of the spirit. And we can simply see, you see the word fruit in the Bible. You can simply understand that to be effect. These are the effects. So this is the effects of the spirit list. Nice. Meaning the Holy Spirit is the cause of these fruits. Mm-hmm. While well, the Holy Spirit is right and just in his nature. He's also referred to as and described as the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. So right, just, and truth are the cause of these fruits. Okay. 
We also learned that grace, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life, the divine flow, Mm -hmm. grace is how these fruits happen. The Holy Spirit flows through you, which is grace. So again, grace would be a how these fruits happen, right? Just and truth are a why these fruits happen. Nice. And the fruits of the spirit are the effects of Christians growing and allowing the Holy Spirit to direct more of their actions. So if I have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is right and just. He's the spirit of truth. And right and just and truth are why these fruit happen. And then how they happen is through grace. Yeah. Through my life. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.